Hello, this is John Renaud, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival via the CEF.world. Check us out, Uncommon Genius for the Common Types. What's up? This is M. Baker from Plyke, and you're listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival with your host, John Renaud. That see that is fantastic, and I can tell maybe there's a Midwestern thing going on because it sounded just like the way I say it. <laughs> it's funny because I was listening to um, you know I made sure the one that you sent me yeah, the yeah. awesome interview with Sue, uh, Birdie. I was yeah. like, oh, this is great, and then I listened to how she pronounced it and how you pronounced it, and then yeah. I listened to a couple others. I'm like, I want to make sure to get this pronoun- pronunciation correct. It, so it, I've, <laughs> gone, I've gone through my whole life with it, and it's one of those things that that uh, usually when I make the note about the introduction. I'll say, don't worry about bastardizing the name because it's just such a hard thing to do. And even in my own family, they argue about it. But I am so glad to have you on because like I told you off mic, I am a huge fan of your work. Your work is so freaking compelling. Thank you I, so much. I don't know why the world has not found you. We certainly <laughs> play you over at Pluto Radio and have for a very long time. Thank you are you. prolific. I think I counted uh, 11 albums on your band camp. How you're, if I'm not mistaken, you're somewhere in the Midwest. Where are you located? I'm in Illinois right now. I'm in Champaign. So about two hours south of Chicago. Yeah. How does a, how does a person from the Midwest end up with such a cinematic, like, I, I mean, it's really hard to describe what you do, but how do you end up doing what you do vocally? It's so alluring and enchanting to hear you sing whoever you produce with the music is amazing the music bed is just fantastic how do you even describe what you do oh gosh that's <laughs> that's been a really really hard one because <laughs> whenever so like for example and and i really appreciate you describing the music as um cinematic too oh my because god yes <laughs> that's I, that's such a huge compliment. I'm I'm actually signed to a couple of different uh, music production libraries where like filmmakers will go and look for music for their you know trailers yeah. or films and stuff. And um, whenever they're like, okay, you have to describe your music completely so that somebody that's not familiar knows exactly what they're looking for. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what to say. I, you know, but I think that. So, all right. So my story is kind of weird. I actually, I've lived in almost every state in this country throughout my life. I was born in San Francisco and I think I was three months old when my parents were like, my mom said she was just terrified of the earthquake. She was like, I never had paid attention to it. And then after you were born, I was like, we're out. And I was like, so then they moved to Tennessee, then they moved to Alabama, then they moved to Delaware, Vermont, uh, New Mexico. I've lived everywhere. So um, so I I think maybe the the fact, too, that I didn't get into electronic music, and this is probably going to make a lot of people go, oh, God, that sucks. But I didn't really get into electronic music myself, like listening to it until I was like in my mid-20s. So my whole music background, everything that I've always loved and listened to, you know, when I was a kid, it was (laughs) Bluegrass and the Beatles and Simon and Garfunkel and stuff like that. I loved Inya and then when I got into my teens, it was like all the grunge stuff and metal and Maynard James Keenan and all that good stuff. And like, 
I've always loved soundtracks. I mean, I still have like every Star Wars soundtrack like in my iTunes library. So I've got this weird mishmash of stuff that I think kind of comes together to be this weird thing that is like, I guess, if that makes any sense. It does to me because, you know, I think when you were talking about it, it, it's, it's one of those things like with me. I enjoy, like, I don't have a boundary on what I won't listen to. And if I just don't like it, then I don't listen to it, right? So it doesn't really matter to me what what format it is. And then if you travel and hang out with different people, all of a sudden you're influenced by that, especially if you don't have a barrier. If you're like, hey, dude, I'm just a metalhead and that's all I got. Or, you know, I listen to country and that's all I got. That's fine. I'm not throwing stones at at people that do that, but I'm like you where it's like, you know, oh, this is cool. What is it? Oh, this is really cool. This is interesting. And to your point, if you've traveled through so many different states, I mean, there's quite a few of them. Last count. Yeah, a lot. (laughs) You've been exposed to a whole bunch of different like American cultures and subcultures. Uh, And it just sounds like maybe you're, you're open to being influenced from the good things out of all of that. That's been a huge blessing. It really yeah. has. Like being able to to I mean, and it's crazy too moving to a new place and you know finding this whole new music scene that you'd never even heard about and sometimes right. like way after the fact where you're like I'm so lame. I didn't even know this was a thing. Like yeah. but um to say too um and it's it's something that like from the time that I launched Plague I've always gone ah oh, did this wrong you did this wrong you weren't thinking clearly about this but um i i had searched and searched and searched and searched for a female vocalist for a good solid three years and i couldn't find anybody i just couldn't find anybody that wanted to do this weird thing with me i i was like i get it it's dark and it's weird and i get it i get it but it was i finally hit the point where i was like if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna have to just I'm going to have to like Frankenstein some stuff together. So that's when I started um, tracking down all these vocal sample libraries. So I, uh, you know, I do all the production work except for. It's amazing. Thank you. Thank you. It's freaking amazing. Thank you so much. It, it makes me feel very (laughs) proud, I guess, because I don't know. I was just having a conversation uh, yesterday with a friend and we were talking about it and going, why aren't there more female producers out there? Like there's so many amazing female songwriters, incredible female songwriters, and there's so many talented female vocalists, instrumentalists. But when you go and you start to try to track down female producers, mastering engineers, mix engineers, it's like such a tiny little field of women. So Hopefully that'll that, change. I think that's well. I think that what you're doing is part of the the thing that I don't know if it's even a change or I, I would even think it's just more of an evolution. Like I think that what you're doing is part of the evolution of creating of being a world where those limits are no longer there. And I think that the world, you know, when they they hear what you do, that that's part of it. I, I think that a lot of times, personally, that you know, this is a huge sidebar of me talking about you. I find that a lot of times uh, a woman will try to emulate like man's music, if this makes sense. And I think that that tends to be a hindrance because the uh, monolithic guys out there that listen to music are going to be like, no, that's not right. That's not <laughs> right. I mean, rightfully so, because it, it's like you there's instead of finding the expression from within, which I think you do very, very well. 
Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you for all You're that. You're so you know, kind. Uh, well, no, I'm so blown away by your talent. And so what <laughs> I'd like to do so that people know what we're talking about a little more is, is put on the tower. Oh, gosh. Yes, please. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> so we'll do that right now. Awesome.
so to me, like that's that's one of the first songs that I recommended be played on Pluto Radio. It's such a compelling song, and it's it it's really representative of something that you can do probably better than you know you're up in that high percentile of ability you that vocals how did you end up with the ability to sing like i mean what do you go into the room and is it like scatting where you invent to the music how does that happen see i'm about to disappoint you so badly <laughs> <laughs> i have not <clears throat> done a single vocal on like and oh, how interesting. Not a bit. I, that's something that over and over and over, for like the first, that's where I was saying. So you were doing all this sampling. I get it now. I do get it. I'm not disappointed. It's still amazing vibe beyond belief. There's nothing disappointing about that. <laughs> I it, may, it always makes you feel so badly when somebody says, oh my gosh, I'm at your voice. I just, I'm so moved. And I go... Thank you, thank you. I'm so glad you enjoyed this. I'm not the vocalist, and I did that for so many years. And then I think probably like 2018, I, I got to the point where I just started saying thank you because I was like, I've said it so many times, and I feel so bad every time. I feel bad, but I, I really, I, you know, it's just, it's not a talent that I have. I, I mean, understand. Growing totally up. Get it. As a kid, you know, I was in the church choir. I was always like, you know, my mom was like, you're going to be in the choir. I'm like, all right. And, you know, my grandparents, when I was a kid, they'd always be like, oh, sing, sing. You have a beautiful voice. But it's something, and not even bashing myself. Because, you know, so many people, I've heard so many vocalists that are just beyond talented. Yeah. Like, say, oh, I hate the sound of my voice. And I'm like, you're crazy. So, yeah. it, but, at, you know, when you have producer ears <laughs> and you're listening, like, that's the thing. I can seriously listen to my voice and go, I wouldn't listen to that. So yeah. it's always going, then this is something that's very needed for me personally. Like there are not a lot of instrumental tracks that will grab me by the heart and the throat the way that a track with a vocal will do. Does that yeah. make sense? Like yes. the vocal is what makes me feel, makes me experience you know more than anything and i can do that you you can do that with instrumentals it's just not the yeah. same so that was such an important part and that was the the missing puzzle piece that i couldn't figure out what to do with and i'd listened to so many different artists like like panty raid and right. you know nero well nero actually they're so lucky they have that amazing vocalist to work with but there's a lot of different you know uh electronic artists over the years that have just used um samples but it's always like this tiny little bit right where they'll just use like the like hello and it'll be like hello 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 and that'll just kind of pop up and they'll kind of sample that same thing and i'm like but these samples there's so many beautiful ones that you could use right. if you just produce them you change them you change the timing you change the scale you change everything about it and then you've got something that's really pretty kind of new and different but yeah that that it has been <laughs> Because, of course, that, that's what I always say to people is if I came across a project and it's a female producer and I play it and it's got female vocals on it, I am automatically going to assume, oh, my gosh, what a great vocalist she is. Of course, any of us would. Right. Any of us would. But I didn't think about that at the time when I launched the whole project. I was like after the fact i was just like you are an idiot <laughs> well i would disagree i think i don't feel foolish having not known that i think that if you took the time to create this mystical creature might be the right way to say it who has this lyrical uh expression known as plike i don't think you have to own that in any i mean i feel kind of you could have just lied to all of us and said <laughs> 
Yeah, it's me. Thank you. I don't sing sing publicly because I have such fear of that. You, you know what I mean? I think that's that's fine. Look, my my son does EDM, so oh, cool. I I kind of know what you do. You lock yourself in a room, and all the people in your realm are like, "Come on out, come on out!" Which <laughs> in five minutes, which turns into five hours. I mean, I I I totally get it and respect that. It is amazing. Um, like to know that too. So you're kind of like a wizard, like a Mellotron or a Synclavier basically is what you're doing with, with digital information. You're just using it as keys and notes. I think that's fantastic. Thank you so much, John. I mean, yeah. it, it really, the, that's kind of the way you just nailed it. That's the way that I've looked at it this whole time. Is yeah, like, it makes sense. This, this is another instrument. This is a, just another synth or a bass or drums that I'm going to use and manipulate to work within the music. So I really appreciate that a lot because yeah. you always feel like you're, oh, I'm, it's such a letdown. You know? no, not, not at all. I mean, I, 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 the the voices that you created probably sound, I mean, if we were to break it down, to be honest, they probably sound more lovely than the samples that you took, to be honest with you. I mean, it's it's the sound and the vibe that you're creating. How does a person end up just like doing that? I know how my son ended up in, locked in the room. How did you, did you play out instrumentally with other bands at some point are you obviously you have a musical ability are you a were you a band person for a while i was for a long time i was was that rock and roll or was it yeah it started out honestly it started out as an alice in chains cover band nice nice And I played bass for years and years. I noticed the bass sitting behind you. So. <laughs> Here's my, my little Mustang bass. Yeah. I had, a, I had a Mustang, actually. Did you? I did. They're, they're great. Well, they're... I, had, I have stubby, fat fingers, so I couldn't I couldn't go with the longer frets. So I just cheated and got a Mustang bass and loved it. See, I have really short arms. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm pretty much a Oompa Loompa. I mean, I'm really short. <laughs> so... We're both freaks, then. We're both freaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did that for a long time. I was in multiple bands, and then I was in a band. Um, I, I, 2003 was when we first started actually trying to get some stuff together. And um, it's so it's so funny, too, with bands, too, where it, it felt like always the bands that I was in, where it was always like, we're waiting for... Um, like, okay, once we get this done, then we'll yeah. do a release. And But so much of the, the focus was always on the live performance, which, like, you know, it, it's its own thing. But for me, always the exciting thing was to have, like, the song that you're just so proud of. Yeah. And so much of the time with bands, like, so many different people that I've worked with, back in the day, it was always, like, we just want to get this done as quickly as possible so we can get up on stage. Yeah. And I'm like, I get that. I totally get that. But like, that's not me. I, I want the music to come first. Yeah. And then that, you know, <laughs> then yeah. later on. And so it's like all these, you know, tracks that were never released, all these things that just floated around, like where you're selling CDs out of the back of your car, like that yeah. kind of stuff where, you know, and I'm like looking at all of that, like, I don't have anything to show for it. <laughs> but I mean, when I when I started getting in, so Bishop Buzzkill was the band that I started playing bass for and I was nice. with them until like 2009. And um, the, the main vocalist was really huge into electronic music production. So, yeah. you know, he had like a room full of gear. I mean, it was like all these old rolling drum machines and things. And so I was like, 
wow, this is a world I've really never delved into, and which is funny, too, because I worked at so many music stores over the years. I, I mean, selling gear and working in pro audio and selling people PA systems or whatever they needed, microphones. And I had never myself gotten into producing electronic music, so I just fell in love with it, like, yeah. so hard. And I was like, this is so exciting because it really, you know, for me, like with bass, I loved it. It was fun. And you get to provide that like specific low end per, you know, awesome element of the music. But like, it's like, but I want to do so much more. And, yeah. you know, I can't be an awesome drummer and an awesome bassist and an awesome guitarist and an awesome pianist. Like there's so many things that, you know, so I, I, just was like, oh my God, teach me. Would you teach me? And so any moment that we had, like with practice sessions and stuff, I was like, all right, we're taking a break. Would you show me real quick? How yeah. did you write that drum loop? How did you, <laughs> how did you, what's the synth here? What did you do? And so I just started picking up knowledge. <laughs> and then I guess finally around 2009, I started writing my own electronic stuff. And it was exactly what you would think. It was totally like, I'm a complete noob <laughs> and I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. And listening to it now, it's like, oh, the, the most like kind of like whiplash cringe <laughs> yeah. to it. But like now, you know, I'm like, I'm so glad that I've put in all these years of work. You know, I mean, seems it, was, like you, it seems like you figured it out. It took a while, but yeah, it just, it takes time. And I think that's where too, uh, maybe people give up kind of quickly. Like it, it takes time. It's, it's almost like learning. It really is a learning another language. You know, my son, you know, I bust his chops. I'll be like, that ain't real music and all that. But <laughs> but he knows I'm kidding, right? Because he'll, mm. be, he'll be dealing with 64 tracks any given day. Mm -hmm. I, I don't do that with rock and roll. In fact, I he typically produces my vibe as far as the blue rock that I do, you know? The, oh, the, yeah. So it's really cool. That's so cool. Yeah. And it's interesting because like I worked with a, a straightforward kind of heavy guitar player on a, on a project and, and I had, I said, Hey man, can I have my son do the mix? And, and, and he's, he was cool with it. So I sent him the final mix and he said all like a lot of his friends were like, Whoa, that's wrong on the drums and that's wrong on. And he's like, he's like, shh, shh this is really, really interesting and cool. Like he, cause he was saying he, he's, he got in the habit of so producing one way and thinking about the drums one way, for example, but my son, Julian, you know, he just treated the mix cause that's, that's his art. That's he's the artist now, not me or the guy who played guitar on it. He's the artist. And that's, you really guys are still about. the artist, but of course. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and, but, but you're doing, you're doing the guitar part and the bass part and you have a partner. I notice, uh, Ash, I believe it is. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And I don't know what part that partner fulfills, but what I'm saying is the, the, the mixing of it is just as much an art as anything else. And that's what you're talking about having learned. Yes. Yes. So that's, that's the, the final part that I have been the last couple of years have been just seriously like absorbing myself in nothing but learning, mastering techniques, mastering, right. mastering, mastering. Like, and there's no end to that. It never ends. That's right. what you're absolutely right, right. Because, you know, you, you feel like, oh, I might finally have it here. And then boom, you're like, oh God, okay, now I have to learn mid side mastering. Yeah. Oh my God, I didn't even know that was a thing, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff where plus plus the technology's emerging too as you're doing that. So it's always new to you could be like, Oh my God, I don't want to learn another program or figure out another app or you know, whatever it is, you know what I mean? 
That's exactly right. It's never ending. It's yeah. always something different. And I mean, I just got the newest version of Ozone, which I think is nine, baby. I, I can't even keep them straight right. anymore. Same thing with my doll, Reason. It's up to Reason 11 now. And thankfully, like once you learn one of these programs, you've got like yeah. kind of a handle on it. But yeah. then it's like, here's all this new stuff. And now you got to learn this. And always. just compression alone, I yeah. feel like I'm going to be on my deathbed going, there's so much I didn't learn about compression. And I right. spent so much time just trying to get that one thing down because it's just such a fine line to tread, you know. Yeah. And, and of course, nowadays with most, I hate to say this, I don't want to sound mean, but with most mainstream music, it's so overproduced that it feels it like the humanity is stripped out of it. And how do you connect with it? Me, personally, if it yeah. doesn't have that human feel, if it doesn't have well, that emotion. And, and isn't it the biggest compliment to you that I wasn't aware that it, they were samples, the vocals? I mean, doesn't that say that you figured out how to do it in a very human, take something rigid and make it fluid like a human would express something? I think that's that's a really cool talent because I used to do it with a with I, I was one of the first guys in Detroit that bought drum machines and, and sequencers and everyone was afraid of it because it would sound, you know, like very rigid. But they didn't understand. All you have to do is write some drumming mistakes some slight mistakes. And and all of a sudden it's feeling like a person opposed to a machine, you know, and it's just like if they don't get it, they don't get it. Yeah, that's you it. Know? You so just like, totally. Yeah. So that's my compliment would be like, dude, I had no idea that you weren't, that that's not a real singer. I think that's freaking amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. I, I, that really means a lot because yeah, I do. I slave over those vocal samples. I slave over them. And I mean, they're never, you know, they're never going to be exactly, you're never going to pull something out of a box and have it be exactly the way that you want right. it to be. But mixing is something that, you know, you know how we all, yeah all of us musicians, we have these little things that we're like, I'm really proud of this. Yes. I feel like I'm doing really good with this. And then there's other things where you're like, oh, yeah. God, I'm never going to get it. And so mixing is something that I I really feel like I've got a million miles to go. But when I get something mixed, I'm like, you got it. Perfect. Yeah. The mastering, <laughs> that's really, the, I was just going to say with Ash, he's my old, old Bishop Buzzkill bandmate that I was talking right. about. So he comes in at the very, very end after I've done everything, and he will do the final tweaks on the mastering. That's very smart. That's very smart. Nice to have another pair of ears, Absolutely. right? And especially somebody that's so highly trained where I'm like, I've spent so many years on this, but like you've spent two decades plus more than me and I need yeah. some help. I want it to be, at the end of the day, you want it to be the best you can you can do, right? Yeah. You just want it to be as polished and perfect and on point as possible. And so I'm hoping, <laughs> I'm really hoping that I'm finally at a point where I can just be like, all right, I'm going to just... Boom, I'm going to do all of it. <laughs> I'm ready to just do it. But there's just that, that fear. Like, maybe yeah. I can't, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know if we all struggle with that kind of self-doubt. I think a lot of artists I, do. I, I, I know uh, that I personally do, but I think... I think I, I read a quote, something to the effect of there's no such thing as completed art. It's only abandoned. I'm paraphrasing <laughs> the quote. And I think once you realize that, because even when I heard you talk about like how you are, there's some things you just can't change because they're samples, I think is what you were saying. Even though you'd, you'd struggle with it or you try to perfect it a certain way. I think that a singer, like if I go into the studio and sing, I end up with the same thing. I, I would do the take 2,000 times and it'd <laughs> still be going, oh, let's just do one more thing. Because I think... 
And, it, and the point is, is you have to just learn when it's it's correct for the song, I think. That's and, the... Yeah. That's the hardest part, I think. I, I, my heart goes out to vocalists, too, because, I mean, like, like I was just saying, like, some of the most talented, amazing vocalists that I've worked with are the ones that are like, I know this is no good. It's, yeah. it's garbage. You probably won't want to work with it. And I'm like, you are just joking right now right yeah. this is gorgeous this is going to take me five minutes to fix and guess what i don't care if you're whoever you are if you're right. david bowie or lady gaga or whoever right. you are if you're going to send me raw vocals there's going to be mistakes i don't yeah. care who you are That's, there, yeah it's just and i remember going to see sarah mclaughlin about 10 years ago mm -hmm. you know how every once in a while you go and see a show and you're like that's impossible Right. That's important. I mean, because again, being so into metal and alternative stuff for so long, I got used to going to see a band like Corn, bless them, and have Jonathan Davis come stumbling out so drunk on the stage that he can barely right. stand up. You're not going to get a good show. You're going to be like, oh, I saw Corn. Right. <laughs> but that kind of stuff where, like, you know, <laughs> I mean, to see Sarah McLaughlin and that show. I walked out of that show and I told my friend, I'm like, she's not human. There's no way. And then, of course, you think, of course, she's got a producer behind the stage working that board. But still, to be yeah. that on and point. It, and it's all part of it. It's all part. It's like her understanding all of the aspects that she's using to present with. That's that's the whole art of it, in my, in my opinion. So, um, I mean, I, I can totally respect what you're saying on that. Yeah, it's... I, I just, I always try to tell these amazing vocalists, seriously, the same thing that I just said, like, yeah. you, you know, but it's got to be so impossible because like you just said, like, yeah. something's never done. A song right. is never done. An album's never done. But you hit a point where you're like, all right, that's it. I got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's ready. I can move on. But I, you know, if I was recording my own vocal in there, yeah. even, it would be like, <laughs> Okay, I'm like you said, I'm gonna do a thousand more takes. I'm yeah. just gonna fiddle around with this thing for a year. And I think yeah. that's why they struggle with it. And like it's like just let it go. You know, give it to the producer. That's my job. Correct. Give it to me. It's my job to fix any imperfections that you hear. And ninety nine point nine percent of the time when they send it to me and I, I get it in the track and I edit it and stuff, they're like, I didn't even oh my god, you made me sound amazing. I don't even yeah. sound like that. And I'm like, Yeah, you do. I just barely tweaked it. I just yeah. you know. And that again is where the art of what you do that becomes the the thing at that moment. It's like, yeah, I need the singer, but you can take it and you say it's a couple tweaks, but really you're listening uh, as it, as, as though it's like an instrument you're trying to, all of the collective is an instrument that you're trying to create the thing out of. It's really, it's really a cool process. Hey, I wanted to uh, do another song. Uh, I'd like to put on uh, dystopia. So I'm cool. working off of seven, this, this particular interview. And, uh, and then we'll come back and talk a little more if you're up for that. Awesome. Fantastic.
again, I, you know, I, I think I can just let the music speak for itself. It's all of the things that uh, you list as on, on your information, which is dark, haunting, ethereal. Uh, I tried to come up with like a log line for what it is that you do. And I came up empty only because I was overwhelmed with like how to describe it. Certainly cinematic. Uh, I used the word alluring a lot. Uh, somewhat gothic I put in for some reason. Uh, Thank filled, you. <laughs> yeah, it's like filled, I put down uh, filled with wayward life's journey along with beautiful princesses, mysterious assassins, dark nights and fantasy and maybe a bit of fallen nobility on the way is what I wrote. You know what I mean? Because I just need like this impression of what it was. <laughs> okay, this is a film I really want to go see right now that you right? just described. And that, <laughs> that's but, amazing. That's the vibe that I, because I do, I try, when I talk to people, I try to go like, you know, what, what is, and I obviously don't think in boxes. So I love talking to people like you um, because there's no box in which you fit in that, that I can clearly see. And, and yeah, I just, I just try to do that. And it was, I still could have went on. I could have created this. I really, it's, I had to do what I said. I had to just go, okay, John, you could keep going, but it's just, that's correct for now. You know what I mean? <laughs> But it's amazing stuff. But the other thing, too, I don't mean to just keep talking and blathering. I wanted to talk to you about Never Always, the video, because you seem to have this. Like you sent over just a picture for me to use for the podcast. Uh, the, the candid one is fine. You know, it's a candid shot. You look lovely. But you sent over this other photograph. And your ability with visuals is so freaking stunning to me. And it truly is. And so the, I ended up, I watched it again. Um, never always. And to me, I, I got to know, like, how, did, how much of that was you? How much of the conceptualization? It, what it is for the audience is it's, it's basically a video supported by your music that tells a rather grim story. I got a knock on YouTube as far as uh, an advisory uh, because, yeah. because it does depict... Uh, uh, murderous behavior yeah but but like how was that you that conceptualized that how how did this come to be and obviously you have production skill as well as your your musical ability so would you just talk about that and let me shut up for once <laughs> <laughs> no i actually want you to just keep talking all day because your oh voice gosh. is so like soothing and and just oh, wonderful you. i could i just i want to listen to you when i'm like getting ready to go to bed tonight and oh, just you're drift off into a wonderful dream <laughs> no but seriously but thank you that's a really cool um that's a really cool question and, and i've got a really interesting answer for you <laughs> i look forward to it <laughs> so that video um was shot and directed and everything produced actress by two women they they literally thought for a bit about calling themselves two women in a camera for their production right. studio because they just these two women they did everything um natalie biblay she's a, a filmmaker editor um cinematographer she's just incredible yeah and i then, saw she shot and directed the piece i saw that yes she's absolutely amazing and then uh brianna um Steele is the woman who yeah, played plays the character yeah yeah and brie um has been a friend of mine for a long time i i think actually we met in 2014 she was they were looking for music 
for their film Windsor Drive. And this was still back when like Craigslist was still kind of used. I mean, I still use it sometimes, but it seems yeah. now that it's kind of like a ghost town. But they, so they had posted, um, I was regularly checking the Los Angeles Craigslist to see if anybody was looking, if any indie filmmakers were looking for music to right. find anybody and could just go, you can use mine. Like, I'd just love to get some music into a film. And so I had responded to their ad and they both were like, oh my gosh, this is this is perfect. This will totally. So they used three of my songs in the film. So that was my first like big film credit. And then, you know, we got to me and Brie got to be really, really good friends. And so she got to know me really well. And so we talked about the music. We talked about her acting, her producing. We talked about my music production and where our creative inspirations came from. And she got to know me so well. And she knew the struggles that I'd been through, everything that I'd battled, everything, you know, as, at the time that I was struggling with. And so she had said to me, I said, you know, I'm trying to, I really want to have a, this music video done and I don't know what to do. Like, I want something that's really original and really unique. And I have to say too, you know, a lot of people would be like, why not? But I didn't want to be in it. I wanted something that would just tell a story. Yeah. I, I love music videos where they just, like M83, I don't know if you've ever seen any of their videos, but it's just no. like these incredible worlds that they pull you into. And so I just said, you know, I just want to tell a story. And she said, you know, I talked to Natalie and Natalie is interested in doing this. And I was like, oh my God, okay. <laughs> if you guys are seriously interested. So she said, what... She said, do you have any, you know, solid ideas of what you want? And I said, well, good God, you know, I could come up with ideas all day, every day. <laughs> like, but um, I said, you know me, you know my music. Like, I'm curious to know if I just totally took my hands off of this completely, what would the two of you create? And they came back with that. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, it's, I mean, there's, you have to go and see it. Um, to really fully appreciate, I think, what we're talking about. I say this to the listeners. It's called Never Always, and it's on the Plike official, I believe, YouTube channel. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah. Okay. And I do I highly recommend anyone who is uh, musically inclined for the soundtrack, anyone who does visuals, any, any filmmakers, these two ladies um, did exactly what I talked about earlier. They produced something that didn't, it didn't, and it, it just felt like an amazing visual. Uh, the, the, the edit was fantastic. Yes. Um, it, it's just, and, and it's an exceedingly compelling story within, you know, supported by the music. The, the lady uh, who did the, the character is, is quite compelling. And, um, it's just, I, I was blown away by it. Even again today, seeing it, uh, I think for about the third time, I'm just like, damn, I, you know, I, it, it, you know, I dabble with filmmaking. I, I, I am an actor. Uh, oh my God. I would love to hear, I would love yeah. to hear about this. <laughs> well, we don't need to take up your time with it per se, but I can talk to you about it afterwards or whatever you want. But, um, but yeah, the thing is, is just coming from where I'm coming from. I've been out in Hollywood. I've been, you know, I've been involved with a lot of, of uh, short films out here. I did a ton of independent work elsewhere where it was, it was larger work. So I'm in the smaller market looking for a project like that. I would die for It's just, it was so compelling to see and it operated at such a level. And again, to their genius, they were smart enough to involve your music into it 
although you're kind of describing the reverse happened, uh, it, it really is just like this thing, this story that, uh, that supports, I think that, that elusive thing that you do, if that makes sense. That does make sense. It, like, and I, that's a compliment for all three of us. So thank yeah. you very much for saying that. I, I, that's what's so magical about that specific moment in time when they did this is again, I, you know, I, I don't, I've never to have like a really, which again, artists out there make relationships with people in every creative genre you can think of make friends with filmmakers make friends with actors make friends with writers it's just going to give you more inspiration you guys can learn from each other but to, seriously to have somebody that became such a close friend who just said i'm going to just take this snapshot in time of of this kind of metaphorical moment that you were going through yeah. it's like wow this is just the most incredible gift. And the, if anybody, um, I'm just going to go ahead and plug Natalie. If you, you go should. to nat com, you can see all of her work. She's won so many awards. She's incredible. And you're in L.A., so you know that things are getting so much better, but it's still, like, so difficult, unfortunately, for women to, to break through. Well, I think, too, that's what I was saying, that they – they manage that I, I don't really want to impose too much of my own thinking on this conversation, but I they've what they've done is they've created something that um, the masculine uh, socialization, which has happened, won't see it as, oh, that's women doing a story. It's truly they 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 accomplish part of the evolution that I was talking about. They're a part of it because they're they're like playing the game at their own level. And they, it's like, I, I don't care if you don't get it. I mean, it, I mean, this is not what the story is about, but that was my intellectual vibe after the fact. Yes. Because I looked into who I look in, I go, fuck, that was great. And I, look in, <laughs> I go, okay, it was these two ladies and, and, and you, you know, and it's like, it's like, it, it was such a clean thing. Like, like that it, it, it doesn't involve any of that. And that's once, once those voices arise where they're not involving the clutter of, of like, we have to make a statement, then it yeah. all happens without that, right? And I'm not saying it's not necessary to say we're making a statement. I'm just right. saying the day that you don't have to do that is truly the day that it's working. I completely agree with you. Yeah. And the things that I find the most powerful, like, with any and this is just me personally like you were just saying this yeah. is like you personally me personally the most powerful stories and moments that i get from any kind of art is when it's not trying to shove something down your throat yeah. it it's just saying you know what come along take a little trip yeah. check this out yeah. you know come with us see what you feel and it because it can lose its spark i, I feel the same way and i hate to say this i feel the same way about <laughs> about love songs i know this is so mean yeah. so mean it's to so say mean. it's really not nice I, but i i just i you know with love songs where they're just so spoon-fed i've yeah. never been able to get into it like when i think of to me it's kind of with music where it's just straight up like you know baby baby i love you duh, duh. and it's like very you know i'm like that's really sweet but it's it i, I always think and i always use the same analogy which is so dorky of like okay if jack and rose had gotten off the titanic 
together and gone on to make a family. Would anybody care? Yeah. There's this this whole mystery of things that's so exciting where if you leave a little bit of mystery there then people can fill in the blanks themselves and they can come up with their own stories and also the fact that natalie has always been so very influenced by david lynch so he's one of those kind of prolific i'm gonna give you this crazy mystery to unravel and good luck with that yeah (laughs) kind of directors that's really interesting too, because I honestly, in thinking back once you said that, I don't see any of that influence per se in what I saw. But I will say, maybe in some of the shots and some of the setup shots, uh, there was that lurking like uncertainty that Lynch is is good at. Um, but man, the visuals that she present. What city was that shot in? Was that in Champagne? No, they actually shot that. They're in. Uh, they were in L.A. for a long time. I, they're in. Uh, Palm Desert now in California. Oh, I so love it out there. Yeah, I think they went up actually and shot that in Big Bear. And uh, yeah. I, just to tell you, like a couple of quick things that they told me that I thought were really fun, where this thing just came together. You know how like a creative project is just like, whoa, it's just meant to be. Everything's falling into place yeah. because they had their script, they had their idea, they had everything set up. They had a friend that was like, yeah, come up to Big Bear. I've got this cabin you can use. You can you can dig up the backyard. I know yeah. anybody that hasn't seen this is going to be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> but they while they were doing this, two things happened. One thing was that the next door neighbors um, oh, saw all the camera equipment, came over and went, what are you guys doing? And so uh, their friend was like, oh, you know, my my good friends are, are they're shooting a short film or a music video here. And so they were talking. They were all just kind of talking and having a cup of coffee. And the neighbor was like, you guys, because Natalie was like, well, I'm just going to like basically kind of CGI in a gun to be shot. Oh, and he had the shotgun. He had the shotgun. Yeah, he gotcha. was like, you can use mine. And they didn't actually, you know, fire it, obviously. No, of it's, course. You know, but they were like, you're kidding, right? And yeah. then the other thing was that the woman, um, their friend, her niece is a police officer. Right. <laughs> who just happened to come by and say, hey, aunt, auntie, oh, I wanted to just say hi. I was just coming by to say hi. And so Natalie was like, oh, my God, would yeah. you be willing to just give us five minutes of your time? And yeah. so they caught that. So everything just fell into place. Which like, I won't I won't give away the tell, but that was actually a really uh, it's, it was really a well stated thing when the cop shows up. <laughs> and it's kind of interesting to hear that maybe it turned out to be a serendipitous thing for them. That, that the cop showed up. But man, that's, I mean, without that, I wonder how the impact would have been made, to be honest. Same here. Yeah. I mean, I, I know they had like five different plans and they were going to try to shoot yeah. all of them and see what happened. But that was just, that was the moment for me too. At, when I saw that, it was like, <gasps> I think I just started crying. I was like, yeah. this is so amazing. And I yeah. love the fact too, when, when Natalie, and they're both so respectful. So Natalie said, you know, I want to, I want to present this as a short film versus just a straight music video and i said please do because this is a piece of art and as is is every music video but this one is so different well (laughs) i i wouldn't qualify what they did by every music video because they did something above and beyond in my opinion Uh, they must be really ultra cool human beings they're amazing (laughs) because they you know i mean it's easy to turn stuff off in today's world i know i've probably produced a ton of art that people just click off but i didn't i didn't have yeah i didn't have that impulse when i was watching their work um so i mean i personally i I just 
it was really compelling. And I, I did want, I did had a big mark. I wanted to definitely talk to you about that. And, um, I don't, I, I don't know what us, uh, guys, us gorillas really think about <laughs> like how, how the world's evolving. I don't, I hope that we're done making those kinds of, you know, letting, letting those choices be there that, that just get in the way of letting that kind of work be seen. I certainly hope these ladies aren't running into a wall in any way from people just going, Oh, well, your chick's doing this thing, you know, uh, because they're, they're definitely very talented. Do you, you don't run into that with what you're doing, obviously, because you're just exploiting the character of Plyke in your music. Yeah. So that's, that's a fantasy. And obviously you can, can, you don't have to go out into the world and ask for approval to make music. Um, so I guess that's different. That's yeah. That's a whole different story, right? When yeah. you're up on a stage in front of a bunch of people, who's, <laughs> yeah, that's... Who's showing up to see what you do, you know, right. it's kind of, yeah. But gosh, yeah. I, I hope they're not running into any kind of difficulty, and I hope they get to fly and and just breathe the way they want to as artists. Thank you. I I really hope that the future holds bright things for them because yeah. um you know I I think there's a little bit of a beat down that's happened over the years and it, it's in that moment of just pause and like you know we'll pick this back up later and it's crushed me. I'm like please don't 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 this don't yeah. please don't don't give up don't give up you got to keep fighting you got to keep fighting like it's frustrating but what you just said <laughs> you called your gorillas well, you got my point. I, 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 I am. A, I hold back a lot in the, the podcast. I'm. I'm a smart ass. So, <laughs> but, hey, that's a good way to be. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I don't think people would. You know, like I did uh, something uh, a couple weeks back, and the guy emailed me. He says, "Man, I guess I should have got your joke about this." And it's like, well, I get to eating it because it wasn't much of a joke. It was just me being caustic and a smart. But I try to taper that down or tamp that down. Um, what if I were to play a song that you thought would it be maybe of the new thing that you're doing or what Plyke song would you which we want to talk about that too you're in a new effort musically right Wire Wire, Wasteland yeah 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 yes so I'll, we'll talk about this and then I'm going to ask you what song you would like me to play on the podcast that's where I was going but let's talk about your new thing right now what's going on with that Oh my God! That's techno. <laughs> is that is that correct? Uh, so what's happening right now is that I am basically going. There are so many things I want to do musically, and I've had a couple of musician friends since I because um, I recently just just a few days back um, posted and said I, I'm just taking a, a brief hiatus from Plyke um, because right. there's so many things that I want to do. There's so many styles that I can write, that I'm excited to write, so many directions that I want to go. And, you know, I've had a couple of uh, really, really amazing, talented musician friends write and say, um, you know, this is one of the reasons why with my music project that I always kind of just used it as an umbrella to hold everything that I'm doing. So whether right. I'm doing dubstep or alternative or whatever I'm doing, it's all under the same umbrella where they, you know, and also they made comments saying, you know, it's actually probably way smarter to do it the way you've done it and have this one kind of specific style and sound because then you you have people that are drawn to that and maybe it's not so scattershot to where they, but on the same hand, you get a little, you, you get a little boxed in. Where, you know, like, uh, I, I produced a track 
uh, one of the tracks on the last album, the last Plague album, was with this uh, band, <laughs> this Nordic band called Eye Mouth, and they are amazing. They are just so talented, and I was like, I, I'd wanted to work with them forever, so I wrote and said, hey, would you guys want to do something? And they were like, yeah, let's do it. And so that's one of my favorite tracks on the album, and unfortunately, just that, just having the, the male vocalist, even though, oh, just beautiful vocal, like, people were like, this is my least favorite on the album. And I'm like, I get that because you're you're expecting a female vocal. Yeah. And I get that. If I went to listen to Maynard James Keenan and I'm hearing a woman, I'd be like, well, that's not, not what I signed up for. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, it, I totally get that. But it's, there's so many things that I want to do. There's so many styles that I want to write. I mean, I, I really, I, to this day, I still want to do a really hardcore industrial project that's like, half metal, you know, instrumentation, half electronic industrial kind of stuff. And I know it's been, it's been done, you know, it's, it's totally been done, but I'm like, I could take a new, I could just hear this new take on it. I love yeah. hard. I love heavy. And I'm like, I know I can't release any of these kind of things under the plague umbrella. So it's like, I think I'm just going to take a dive and, and see, but with wire and wasteland that kind of happened it, it was so bizarre too. With uh, so my bandmate Joel Straw, she is, she's been working on music for a long time. She's an amazing vocalist. She's an amazing songwriter, producer, and I'd been following her project Pink Logic mm -hmm. since like 2013 or something. I mean, we've been connected for so long, and I'm a coward. So as soon as I heard her stuff, I was like, wow, she is so freaking amazing i worship this woman and it took me literally until 2019 because i just knew she was going to say no if i asked her that's how the when i say like this confidence self-doubt thing i yeah. just assumed somebody this talented would never give me the time of day yeah. and so i finally just threw it out there and i was like look just feel free to say no and that's totally what i expected and she was like super excited about it and she's like are you kidding me I love Plyke. I would love to do this. When do we start? Yep. <laughs> it was like, oh my God, this is so now having a vocalist where we can write about whatever we want and you don't have to rely on buying that $100 sample vocal pack yeah. and then going, okay, there are like five things I can glean out of here and the rest is this kind of diva pop stuff that yeah. I'm not, I'm just personally, it's beautiful, but I'm not interested in using. Now it's like the sky's the limit. We can do whatever we want. And that's something that I've said before too, is like when she said, what do you want to do? And I had just written because I've been wanting to do all this different stuff. So behind the scenes, I've been going like, I'm just going to sit down today and write a freaking hardcore industrial track. I'm going to yeah. write a trap song. I'm going to write. So I had just written this hardcore dance track and I was like, I'm just going to throw this at you because I have it right here. What do you think? And she literally, she didn't even reply. It was like a day later, she sent it back to me. And it was just, okay, like, uh, I worship you. This is incredible. And that's one of the tracks that's on the Wire and Wasteland EP. Um, I'm so blessed to work with this woman. So we're doing... It's like electro pop, but we're going in all kinds of, we're going in witch house directions. We're going right. in like dark industrial directions. She's so open-minded. She's so down to do anything. And I think the two of us together, it's like, we go from being like two really cool songwriter producers to like, this is like a four. So, it, and it, plus doing something 
that's like you asked me earlier you done have you done the band thing what have you done and like i did that for so many years and then yeah. having plague and doing it solo felt so freeing it was like now all these weird little things that i've wanted to do for so long like all my little creepy toy pianos all these weird sound effects all these weird old samples from films and stuff nobody's telling me no because i'm i can do whatever i want so like then I did that for, you know, five years, six years, and I was like, I'm just so lonesome. I yeah. really want to work with somebody else. I miss that magic and that collaborative energy. And so, yeah, but pretty much from the time that the lockdown happened with the pandemic, like, Jules has been stuck where she's not able to access her studio and record vocals. So we've had a couple things that we've been able to snatch a few minutes or a few days of time here and there, but we're kind of waiting, like, let's, let's get past that. And then we can get back to work because that's a, that has been a problem I think for a lot of people, right? Like it has, it has, it's, it's uh, you know, it's been a topic of conversation, a couple of these podcasts. I, I tend to stay away from it because we all know what it, what it really means, you know, at this point, but I, I can relate to all of that. You, you, you know, the fact it sounds a little bit like, and I'm just throwing this out there. It sounds a little bit like, you know, you ended up going through this whole process of learning how to express yourself. Um, you started off musically live per se, and, and then you end up in a room where you're looking at uh, digital information and, and you're learning how to shape that into humanistic voices and sounds. And, and now it's like you've learned your craft and you're really ready to just go out and apply it in mass to you know, what you feel like. So you want to, you, you're, you're like a poet. I want to write a poem about this or, you know, I, I'm ready to express about this. And, and, and part of it, I think I'm being presumptuous because for me, I never know if something's going to work. And in fact, even when it's done, I'll hear it later and go, yeah, I don't know if that works. And then on the Same. next day I'll go, man, it's freaking fantastic. What was I thinking? <laughs> Same. Because it, it's an emotional ride, right? It's like, yes. that's, that's what it all is about. And, and, but it sounds like you're just kind of ready to, to, to really expand, which is, which is a cool thing to, to hear. Yes. I can't wait. I can't wait to see what happens next. I mean, uh, Ash and I, the, when I had mentioned on, on Twitter that I'm going to be doing, a new, um, you know, EBM, EDM, industrial dance kind of a project. Yeah. Like that's something that, you know, we've been wanting to do for a long time, but I've just been like, oh, well, you know, later, later, yeah. later, later. And I'm like, yeah. now's the time. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do something that makes people want to move. I I'm so excited. And honestly, at this point, I, I just feel so inspired and I'm so excited to try new directions. I'm like, I I'm going to pick that bass up again, <laughs> see what happens with it. But I'm just, I'm so excited to work with new people, to have this new energy. I mean, yeah, I, I feel like Plague's been amazing, and I, I don't know what's going to happen with Plague in the future, but like I feel like the, the so many doors are open and opening more and more. Just to say too, I just have to share with you. Just this morning, <laughs> you're, this it's like it felt like Christmas. There's a woman, one of my best friends in the world. I've known her for eleven years. We we went to university together. She is just this incredible I, I i promised her i wouldn't let too much out of the bag so i'm gonna keep this super cryptic but basically she the she and i had been talking back and forth the last few weeks and i said you know i i really i i, I really think because she's always saying i want to try music i'm like do it record some vocals right. for me just send them over she finally did it so i woke up first thing this morning and i'm all bleary-eyed sleepy 
And I picked up my phone and it was like, oh, here's an email from her. Oh my God, she sent me some samples. Okay, I'm going to go sit down and listen to them. And I seriously, I was screaming. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I was like, you're freaking kidding me. And I just immediately like called her. I was like, you got to be kidding me. You've got to be kidding me. You can do, you could have done. And I'm like, I could, I, I could have asked this woman 11 years ago because <laughs> she's like, she's, she loves plague and she's so into it. Bless her. She's such a good friend to me. I mean, we support each other in our creative endeavors and stuff, right. but it's just, so now I'm like, oh my God, we may be going into some lacuna coil territory here. We may be going into some kind of, uh, distillers territory there's more and more doors opening for me so i yeah. think that's the thing as as all of us creatives should do listen to your heart listen to yourself and follow where your inspiration takes you and sometimes it can be really scary but do it right you got to do it like because you never know what might be around that corner that you're afraid to turn yeah, so i think you're right Got to be open-minded, and you never know. The universe is like, hey, I'm going to take care of you right now, as cliche and goofy as that sounds. <laughs> no, I, I, I think, too, it, it builds upon what you build. I mean, it, 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 you can start off and, and say, I'm not going to do anything because it, it's not going to be perfect, and I don't have the tools. Maybe you don't have a computer. Maybe you don't have the things to make something happen. So you don't even try, and so you get nothing from that. You know, you that's have to right. you have to deal with what you have. If you only have the color blue, paint something that's blue and see what you can do with blue. And then someone says, "Hey, wow, I like that." Hey, I have a red color. You know what I mean? It it builds right. upon itself, I guess, is what I'm babbling about. No, um, but but that's fantastic for you. I I think too, you have to ask the uh, ultimate question: Which of the songs of yours do I put into the podcast now? <laughs> yes, <all> right. <laughs> the ultimate question. Okay, I'm gonna say. Um, I am going to say that the hmm, that's a tough one. It's a I tough think... one. <laughs> it really is. I think that um, to get a really good sense of Plyke, um, really the core, the soul of Plyke, Emma. Oh my gosh, we're getting really deep now, <laughs> Emma. Emma, yeah. Okay, that's what we'll do. <laughs> They'll just have to hold on to themselves, make sure that uh, <laughs> they're in for the reckoning, baby. It's a journey. It's definitely a journey, but I, I think that one that one really speaks for Plyke. All right. That's what we're going to do right now. She's obviously been well-trained.
king and follow me, cried Hitler. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, I think you've got it figured out. That's, that's the thing I would say about all of this. It's, it's been amazing to meet and talk with you. I'd love to talk forever. Um, but I think it would be best if you let people know right now where they can find you online, they can find your music online. So at least we get that out before we close out. Yes, absolutely. Um, the easiest, uh, thing to do would be to go to plikemusic.com. Um, P-L-I-K-E music.com. Everything is there. You can, every streaming platform, anywhere you can buy the music, the music videos are there. Um, you can read all about us. And then uh, wireandwasteland.com. Um, that's where Jules and I are, have all our stuff. So you guys can, everybody can find everything they want through through those websites. I think that's the easiest. Yeah, and I would add um, that Plyke is definitely one of the uh, most amazing cinematic musical adventures that you could take your ears upon. I would like to make that point. But I also wanted to, I think we missed one point. The visual ideas that you come up with, just and people will see when you go and look at the album covers, for example. Photographically, who do, do you actually take those shots or do you orchestrate them or are they conceptualized by someone else? I, I, I would be shocked if you said they were conceptualized by someone else. I have worked with, uh, I've, I've had the incredible opportunity to work with several awesome photographers. As far as the album covers go, they're almost all done by this incredible photographer. Her name is Karen Jerzyk. And I mean, I discovered her in 2013, fell in love with everything she was doing. It's just, whew, yeah, she's it's really compelling. Amazing. And so yeah. I just started writing her, Karen, like, would you be expecting again? Nope. And she's like, oh, I'd be honored. And so she's, she's let me license several of her images for the album covers. And then um, for the photo shoots that I've done, like the, the crazy one I sent you yeah. <laughs> today. It's great. Actually, it looks great. That was a photographer in Champagne. We went to this local abandoned barn down right. the street. I mean, it was 
creepy and and <laughs> it was fun and he was just like how about this how about that how about this and i was like oh my god you're awesome you've got this total idea of everything because i had just said kind of alice in wonderland in in a hellraiser world let's do something like that that, that, that is the photograph i am going to use to uh, promote the <laughs> podcast with and it's just because it's i want people to know really how you have this artistic brain and soul that 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 is very complete, I think. And I just want people to know that. So that is why I'm going to end up with that particular uh, picture. I also always get this idea, like uh, I have this, uh, this murder mystery. I, I, I would, I would, I'm, I have it half written and everything, but the tone of your music, I want to be able to do it like with, with, with music like yours, as well as some, some um, like metal rock <gasps> for some reason, which isn't even my, my thing per se. I mean, I love, I love, I love metal rock, but it's just, it's not really my thing, but it would have such a great, like, like you start off with something that you do that has this alluring charm and then you end up with this edgy, like pushy thing that, you know what I mean? It would just be so interesting to do a show that, that went between the both of them. Oh my and God. Can I please score it? Can I please of course, score it? Of course. <laughs> so it's, it's, <laughs> it's really, there's a, there's a German guy I deal with too. He, he, he wrote this song Inquisition and it, he shot the video for it. It's just got this darkness of like church darkness and this gothicness to it that I'm like, dude, we, we just have to write this into a story and, yes. and shoot it, man. And it's just, it, it, like I think, and I'm rambling about it because I think that when I see your work and I see how complete I think that you, at least my impression of how complete you are as an artist, it just, I find it amazing that more, more of us aren't compelled to support you. You know, there's so many incredible yes. artists in the yes. indie scene. It's, it's this vast ocean. So you're, you're, you know, it's it's hard to break through it it, it really is there's just so many talented people but you know you i think i think sometimes just a quick aside uh, earlier this morning was talking to one of my girlfriends and we were talking about muse and talking about the first muse song i ever heard was hysteria i don't know if you're familiar with muse yeah, but yeah. i was like oh my god who's this amazing new band yeah. and then found out they'd released like what eight albums before and i was like yeah. that isn't that how it always goes somebody i is... did i do the same thing because <laughs> it's new to us right yeah, so yeah. I was like, I heard, I heard Nirvana once, and I'm like, well, who the hell are these guys? These guys are amazing, <laughs> and, yeah. you know. And Kurt had already died, you know. And I'm just like, oh man, I, I guess I was behind the curve on that one. Mm -hmm. Me but too. I, 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 you know, I think that's the nature of art, really. In, in, you know, whatever world you personally end up in, you know, your distractions are your distractions, and. Look, we're there's a whole corporate media that's making sure we hear what they want us to hear. Yes. So to find, yeah, to to find people outside of that, people that don't fit into, you know, first off, if you're not compliant to everything, you're not going to fit in. Period. Which right. I I have a tendency for that myself. I suspect that I wouldn't call you not compliant, but I can see where you you you're not an easy box for them, and it's like well we don't see a market for this other than film score. Yeah, pretty much. Right. You just nailed um, it. But yeah. I, I have to say though, it's been very exciting to see in the last couple of years, how that's starting to change. And we're seeing more people like Billie Eilish 
yeah. come forward and go, not only am I going to do this my way, but like when I do a live show, I'm going to wear my baggy sweatpants and my hoodie. Like you're yeah. not going to see me walking around and, and that's, you know what women that want to do that, like you do yeah. you. That's your awesome. Yeah, exactly. But if it's some record producer saying, well, you're not going to sell albums unless you're half naked girls, right. please don't listen. Don't right. listen girls. Right. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it unless you want to do it. You know? Yeah. yeah I, I mean, I think that, yeah, it's, 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 it's an evil thing when you're being exploited and you maybe even cause you in the scenario you just drew, perhaps someone doesn't even know that, you know, after they develop and mature in a different way, they might look back and go, well, boy, I guess I didn't have any idea of what I was really doing. You know, I don't know that there would be, lasting devastation to that person but it also influences the people that see it that's think, it right certain there. ways right and I, I, I don't i mean if you don't have I, yeah i'll stay away from my my preaching on all that but no I, i'm I, with you i'm I with say you it, yeah i say it only to say i agree with what you're saying um that and i think just as from an artistic standpoint too you you know i am i'm not a purist but at the same time don't pervert yourself because it I think it stops the progression of you learning your own voice. That's right. More so yeah. than anything else, right? Yeah, absolutely. You have to be who you are. And you, that's what's been so wonderful about Blake is that I've gotten the opportunity to, to this is my vision. This is my, this is exactly the, what I wanted to do. And there's not been anything where I've had to go, well, I really didn't want it to be that way, but I guess I have to do that. I haven't had to do that. I'm like, this is going to be the way that I, you know, which is what's the great about like a solo project, right? You can yeah. you can call the shots and stuff, but then again, like I said earlier, it's like it gets really lonesome it does. after a while. <laughs> but but that is one of the things that I really, really, really enjoy about what you do is my perception is that you are like unbounded. Like you're not you really are pushing yourself out there in a manner in which like I'm an artist, this is what I want to do. And it's really compelling at the same time. So if you spent the time to learn it, um, I, I, Oh, you're more than welcome. Thank you for talking with me. And, uh, I, I hope to be able to talk to you again in the not, not too distant future. That would be amazing. I would oh love that. This has been so much fun. Thank oh. you. I, I really appreciate you having me on. I mean, this has been a lot of fun and, and Pluto radio, you guys are all great. I, I, I love y'all. <laughs> I support you all so much and so grateful to you for your support too. So thank you're you. Thank you. You're absolutely welcome. Hey there, this John. I want to thank everyone for listening to the Mobile Radio Carnival at the CEF.world. I also want to say, hey, thanks, Plyke, for being on the show. And why the hell not just throw on one more amazing song by Plyke? This is called The Clockwork Girl. <laughs> <laughs> 